you, your farm, your future, and most importantly, your time matter to us. Welcome to the Dairy Streamlit, brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, sister organizations fighting for sensible dairy policy in Wisconsin and Washington, D.C. The Dairy Streamlit is a compressed, high-level overview of a Dairy Stream episode. We focus on opportunities and challenges impacting the future of dairy. I'm your host, Joanna Guza. Who's calling the shots for agriculture? People actively involved in agriculture or food system outsiders? Scary question. Our guest dives into the problem and how we can protect the future of agriculture. Keep in mind, the Dairy Streamlet only covers the high points of our conversation. So if this topic interests you, I recommend listening to the longer version on March 22nd. Our guest today is Ray Starling. He's the general counsel at the North Carolina Chamber and also an executive advisor with Aimpoint Research. He is going to be speaking at the 2023 Animal Agricultural Alliance Stakeholder Summit on May 4th and 5th. And you can get a direct link to learn more about the summit in the description. So, Ray, could you start off by sharing what is the farmer versus food system outsider problem? I'll start by sort of being a little bit humorous. Uh, You know, there are a lot of things I wonder about in life now, particularly as I get older, like that question of uh, why is it that we're more like our parents when we get older? You know, we said we'd never be that way. And then we find ourselves saying things that our parents said, and we're like, how does this make sense? Why did this happen? Where did this come from? That's essentially what Farmers versus Foodies was about. There, There is a conundrum, I think. There's a debate. There's a competition among folks that work inside the industry, the people that actually go to bed at night thinking about the future of their farms versus what I call food system outsiders, folks that think the system is broken and that they think they have the right ideas of how to reform it. How these two coexists at the same time uh, is puzzling to me, and I really wanted to get to the root cause of why can that be? Why can really educated people have such drastically different views about the future of the farming and food system? And to me, that's the farmer versus foodie conundrum in a nutshell. And Ray dives into who specifically those people are in that longer version that's available on March 22nd. Ray, what are today's cultural trends that are causing issues for today's farmers? I think there are a lot. And and the reason we talk about those cultural things is I, I think there are some actors that are really pushing the envelope and changing the future of farming and ag. Again, ag system outsiders. But I also think they are playing in a culturally rich playing field that makes their arguments easy to put forward. One of them is, in a couple of sentences, we very much live in a consumerism society today as opposed to a productionism society. And this is well documented by social scientists and others that I cite in the book and I won't get into here. But, you know, if you are in a consumer mindset and not in a production mindset, you have a very different idea about what it actually takes to change the system of production. You are much more apt to suggest that something can be just turned on and off when in reality, that's not the way production actually works. And so there's a number of cultural trends, but that productionism versus consumerism is one. I think we're in this hyper individualistic society where I'm looking out for me as opposed to for everybody. I think that's some of it. And then I think we're just in a cultural environment that is rich for activism today as well. Ray, how does this impact food security now in the next five years, in the next 20 years? The real risk here, Joanna, is that it, it makes food uh, harder to come by. 
Uh, and, and part of the reason that I issue the call to action, if you will, in the book, and it's not a call to arms, it's a call to action. Uh, this does not have to be combative necessarily. And, and I know the title is a little bit provocative in that regard, farmers versus foodies. I do think there's a battle going on there, but that doesn't mean that we can't ultimately collaborate. We just have to understand what we're dealing with. But the, the impact on food security, if we don't act is frankly, I think we're going to end up with more policies. Uh, more opinions, more outcomes that are driven by the outsiders. And all of that is going to lead us to a society that is less food secure as opposed to more food secure. Uh, and that's obviously a bad thing. Two more questions for you, Ray, as we wrap up the dairy streamlet. What can we do to safeguard the future of agriculture? I wish I had the quick answer for that, right? I'd sell it for 99 cents. Um, You could download it if you go to the Farmers versus Foodies website. Um, My advice to a lot of farmers is keep on doing what you're doing, right? I mean, there's uh, if you're old enough to remember back during 9-11, one of the things the president said to us was to most Americans, you know, rely on your country to keep you safe. Keep doing what you've been doing. And for 90 percent of American agriculture, I would say, at least on the production side, keep doing what you're doing. But maybe add to that list, let's at least pay attention to these outside forces. Let's at least figure out where that's coming from. Let's figure out which ones we can dance with and which ones we frankly need to quash. Final question for you, Ray, how much time do we have to turn this around? Well, I can be really uh, emphatic and say, we don't have any time. We need to start today, right? You know, that's a, that's a time limited opportunity. Uh, look, American agriculture is incredibly strong. Uh, America as a country is incredibly strong. Uh, This is not going to fall apart in the next few weeks or in the next growing season, but there's no denying that we are seeing more and more and more effects of outsider influence way on down, not just at the company level, but even on the farm. And so, you know, I would suggest we need to get started today. Uh, There's no reason to tarry, but, you know, is American agriculture still going to be the best agriculture in the world? Absolutely. And that's part of what I want to defend here is I I think we've got the right answers and we do a a very nice job. And so um, we've got to defend that and we've got to continue to do that in a way that keeps us on top. My two cents. We got some time, but not a lot of time. How's that for a dodged answer? (laughs) That is good, and we're keeping it quick here on Dairy Stream. Our guest today is Ray Starling. He's the general counsel at the North Carolina Chamber and also an executive advisor with Aimpoint Research. He's going to dive even more into this topic at the Animal Agricultural Alliance Stakeholder Summit, which is May 4th through the 5th. Again, Dairy Stream only covers just the high-level overview of the long version, which you can listen to. Uh, Ray and I go more in-depth on March 22nd. Thank you so much for listening to The Dairy Streamlet. I'm Joanna Guza. The Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative would like to thank you for listening to Dairy Stream. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe and rate Dairy Stream. We value your feedback. And if there's something you'd like to hear, email us at podcast at dairyforward.com.